0: It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right. Welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Aaron Greger, here today with another special guest. Today, I have Patty Dominguez. Patty,
1: welcome. Erin, thank you so much, excited to be here, I love the topic, so I know we're going to have a good time today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you're like a seasoned vet in podcasting, so we're going to have lots and lots to talk about. Uh, I love it. So first of all, for those of you who don't know Patty, Patty is a positioning marketing expert, specifically working with female entrepreneurs. She is the host of Positioning to Profit, a podcast you're over 100 episodes in on this one. Plus, you had another podcast before that called The Boss Free Society, which you mentioned you were 140 episodes in. So you've been doing podcasting for a long time. But before we get into your podcasting journey, can you explain what a positioning marketing expert does?
1: Yes. Um, that question is something that comes up, and it's something that I found from my corporate experience. So I spent about 18 years in corporate, and I launched. I helped launch a lot of digital you probably open up your cupboard and a lot of the food brands that that you see or that you see at the market i've been somehow you know a part of that i helped to scout the we would use for the brands so anytime that there was like a social media agency and advertising agency breakthrough innovation i had this really great job where i would just go different agencies great job got burnt this is all part of the story i was doing a consulting gig in 2015 and i had quit my job officially in 2013 and when i quit my job i was like i'm an entrepreneur I to do with my corporate identity anymore so i really like pushed it away in a weird way in a consulting project for a big brand they They were launching a realized i had this major epiphany where I was like on this kind of Zoom call type of thing. There was people from all over the world, and it was about a launch, and there was the brand managers, the people, all these people, and I'm like, oh, my God, all these people are on this call talking about the positioning of a chocolate chip cookie, and in the entrepreneur space, people are not talking about this at all. Positioning is the thing that is the unsexy truth that you have to have before you launch. So a lot of people focus on the tactics of the thing. I And mean, it's like those things happen as a way to get the, the what you do. But if you don't have your positioning in place, that's where the what you do is not clear. It's not harmonized. It's not resonating with. Tell and I can tell also where people are not standing out because if i say hey what do you do and they're like i'm a health coach or, or i'm an," that's super and in my interpretation based on my corporate as well as what i'm doing now is a way to stand out is is important in you're prolific and that's where you're finding the white space you have like something that's a standout and not enough people are doing that in my opinion so that's why that's where i live like That's so my sweet spot. I love it.
0: So I needed you about five years ago, actually. So I was running a business. (laughs) It's it's true. No, 100%. I always say the worst question anyone could ask you, and I was getting asked this, was like, what do you do? Like, what exactly Mm -hmm. do you do? I'm like, oh, God, if that's not clear, you're screwed. You are so screwed. screwed. So I love... I love that you do that. Okay. So let's mm-hmm. talk podcasting because okay. it sounds like when you started your consulting, you know, your own, you started podcasting right away. So can you talk about, you know, your first podcast and why you went down the podcasting route versus any other sort of, you know, content format?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question because that was right at the yeah. advent of fire and I remember hearing yeah. it and it was all the rage, like podcast paradise product or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah. pod- <laughs> right. And I was like, well, podcast sounds. I, it's it's the ability for anybody to be a broadcaster. Right? My wildest dreams. When I was a little kid, I'm like, I want to be on TV. I want to be a superstar. A lot of different things that happened to me personally and not to get, get- overly like a uh, traumatic uh, just like experience and as, as a result of that of- I- horrible thing where i couldn't say my name i couldn't speak so i, I endured a lot where I would block in different words and was so debilitating to me. So I've been such a proponent of like, how can I say what I want to say? And I found podcasting long story th- short through a lot of different therapies, NLP hypnosis. I kind of, it came, came to, mm-hmm. okay, I broke through, you know, and I found podcasting to be that platform for me to say what I wanted to say, say in such a an- putting it out to the world, whoever wanted to hear me. And the reason we started the podcast that we did as I had quit the job that I had in corporate, like I mentioned, I was so burnt and I wanted to escape. And at the, t- <laughs> escape. And at the time, I was like 20, 20- thinking like, how do I get out of this situation? Because I'm making a lot of money. Um, I have security, but yet I'm so unhappy. So anyway, long story short, I hired a coach. Helped me. I saved in order for me to quit my job. And then interestingly mm-hmm. enough, when I quit, I my- had so many people in corporate that I used to, like colleagues, former colleagues would say, how did you do it? And I'm like, what do you mean how did I do it? And they're like, how did you do it? How'd you quit your job? I'm like, I don't know. I did this, is what I did. And so that was really the impetus for the podcast is really sharing how so I left my corporate job, right? I fired my boss whole, that's, that's like the, the term we used in the podcast. And it really became this platform for like idea sharing. At the time, the person that I did the podcast we interviewed people who had an offer, and then we would promote the offer and then have a cut of it. So it was like in like kind of sharing type of thing. We grew our list in that way because we, we had have our captive work. for early entrepreneurs looking to fire their job or they had, had a side, side hustle. And it worked really well for a while. And then we took a break and then we never, never went back that. to it. But experience. We interviewed a ton of really, really cool people.
0: That the break always, I always say starting's the easy part. It's when you take that break and try to get back into it. It's so hard. Like never That's take the break. So if you're, if you plan on doing That's it for true. so long, never take the break. But did you see a correlation too from what you were doing i mean obviously the podcast was a bit more general to your business was there a correlation were you seeing business driven from the podcast
1: the first one i will say it was definitely a door opener and a conversation starter so in my own work that i wanted to do i was doing some consulting and i was doing some early coaching it definitely helped so it does have a Well, at least then in 2015, I have a podcast and be like, oh, that's really cool. You You know, know, I go to. I'm a podcaster. And it it was a door opener because as a result of that, I was able to. Some panels, I was asked to speak at events. So it definitely. You kind of substantiate that you have something to say, right, that you have a voice voice and you have. A theme of what you could talk about. And it's really cool to see that, you know, being a pod. As a plus.
0: Is I mean, I know it feels like everybody's got a podcast and it's like, (laughs) yeah, but it really does still like, there's still legitimacy to it. So I want to talk about your, you, you move over to positioning to profit. Mm -hmm. You, I'm going to assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there is probably more strategy to this podcast and how you were aligning it with your business. Excuse me. Can you talk about, you know, the, the transition to positioning to profit and what your thought process was of how you were going to utilize this podcast specifically for your business.
1: Yeah, that's a really good As a podcast yeah. we had. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then at the same time, I was like, well, I want to start another one. I didn't want to, you know, to reach out to my friend or I, I, I had this moment. I was like, I could just do it for myself, you know, and in my mind, I was like, I have something want to work with female entrepreneurs. I want to help coaches and consultants because they're doing it wrong. They're not positioning. They're so commoditizing. I feel I felt like with understanding pain points in mind, I had a lot to say. And so in the market that I'm in, right in the in the online marketing realm, it's so 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 crowded. There's a lot of people talking about funnels and all this kind of stuff. So the important thing for me me to start a new conversation and so this is where when you find, find like when you find the zag what i call the zag when everybody else is zigging on the zag, zag it's like that thing that nobody else is necessarily talking about that you can be yeah. in a bloody ocean and out right because i don't like i'm not the uh, marie forleo but in my like in what I do, my microcosm, I thought to myself, if I can curate a thousand true fans to, to kind of parlay off of that, that ever post of a thousand true fans, we can all do that. And podcasting really, is that, in my opinion, the ability, like when the message is clear, have and understand pain points of your premium prospect, what I call you through storytelling and just really effective curated connection it's so powerful and so i would i i always tell people i'm like you have to let go of this daunting task that oh how can i compete with so and so and i'm like there's there's room for everybody everybody. a a thousand true fans and you'll have more money than, than you'll know what to do with and that's where you have to start so i knew that that opportunity was there and that's exactly what why i i did what i did and started that new show
0: well, I love it because, okay, let's use Amy Porterfield as an example, who teaches mm-hmm. courses or building a list or all this great stuff. Well, if I'm not positioning correctly, I can build courses to my little heart desires, and nobody's gonna buy them, right? So it's like you've you've found that wedge where you're not competing, but it's like, okay, how can I make that known where I'm the step A? and then, you know, go to the bigger better step B. Well, I don't want to say better, but bigger step B's, but you're you're mm-hmm. never you're never going to succeed if you don't take the first step. And I can you I see you do a combination of solo shows and interviews on your podcast. Can you talk about that format? Was that original the original plan or did you did you evolve to that? And then second to that question, what makes you decide to do solo versus interview?
1: So one of the things that I did as I started solo and the reason why I started the show as a solo show is because I wanted to have an interview where I was talking about these are the elements of why, you know, having your positioning in place is important. So in my opinion, it was like, how do I take a webinar that I would do and put it in a podcast format? So I think... The first three, four, five episodes that you do, if you use that, because people will check out your your show and they'll go back to the first episode, right? The first or second. So even the first, you start talking about what's in it for them, create contrast and then open loops at the second show and the third show, right? That's really a way to get them into this was so good. I didn't realize this. You know, this was highly valuable for me to hear hear something something unique and exciting that I haven't heard before. And then that's where it starts to go. So So, only for that purpose. And then what what I wanted to to do 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 was have an alternate a solo show where i'm sharing a concept and putting lots of story like i'm really big on story and then the alternate shows is where i'm highlighting a guest and typically the guest is somebody from the community that i'm in And it really talks about their whole transformation kind of hero's journey right like what are the things like the pitfalls that you went through because the reality is um people can see their own selves through through you know some experience and story and that's really powerful because i can tell you i'm awesome 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 awesome," but they don't care (laughs) they just want to know like how you could potentially help them but if you do it through somebody else's worldview or story it's so powerful and that's i really look at it as are you connecting emotionally right because there's claude hopkins has a very famous copywriter and i hope it's him i believe it's him I'm going to say it's him. He said, you know, people buy with emotion and they justify, you know, on the logical side. So I always build everything based on emotion because I know if I can hit that limbic brain, that cuddle hormones and stuff, so it's very intentional. I know that I have ability to like just more of that connection that I'm looking for. Because again, from my world." care the most about is is i want to connect and build the trust of a thousand true fans like that's literally my whole goal of why I- it makes
0: so much sense too the ma- it's like honing in or mm-hmm. i don't know the word i'm looking affirming the what you're promising and what you're talking about in your podcast but through someone else's perspective. Yeah. And I, because you're absolutely right. I could tell you till I'm blue in the face, but I can hear it from five different people. And it could be that fifth person where it's just their situation, their story clicks with me. And I, I love that perspective. So I want to go into, because I'm going to majorly pat you on the back. You are doing this beautifully of the call to action because a lot of people create podcasts and they feel gross putting something else out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, I don't uh-huh. want to be salesy or slimy, but it's like we, and, and it's not even about sales that you're slimy. The great people that I've, you know, bought from or worked with, I love their content so much. I want what's more like, tell me what's more. I'm writing that you can tell I'm very old. When I say this statement, I'm writing the check, <laughs> but you know, that, that I want that. So you've got just all these great Like you've got several, I know I was talking about it before. You've got the prolific cafe that you Mm -hmm. talk about and push them to. You've got a small like $3 product that I saw you push them to as an item. Mm -hmm. You've got these various things depending on where I'm at. Maybe I'm not ready to commit with you, but the $3 product is that perfect start. Can you please break down your strategy for us in how you're doing that podcast to customer in various ways.
1: Yeah. So I really think of the way that this whole thing started was how do I build a customer journey, whether it's pre-sale to the sale and then post-sale. A lot of people don't ever think about that entire trajectory or though most people are all about like the lead acquisition, lead acquisition. And I can tell you very proudly, my lifetime value is extremely high. Pay attention to that so there's a a method of the madness of what we do my retention is very high so i know that the biggest hurdle for me to overcome is the whole idea of somebody pulling out their credit card for the first time because that is a tall ask and so you may have heard the whole klt thing i believe that podcasting is literally one of the best ways to build klt no like and trust because people will send me a message or go and i and stuff and I don't like being on socialism it's just my thing I don't know (laughs) I just I struggle with it but podcast I'm like yes let me plug in let me tell you a story and then I'll be cheeky or whatever like I just feel so comfortable with it and so when I like people will say something to me like I really enjoyed this episode like I was out for my walk and I was like wow I earned that person's time in their ears. And that's so big. big. So they know me and they like me. And the fact that they reach out to me, that's huge. So the trust is the big, right? Of the KLT. The trust is like, okay, Patty has something to say, say. in this positioning guide for $3. To me, it's not about the $3, Aaron. It's about I just built trust. And statistically, Somebody who buys from you once is 11 times more likely to buy from you again. I know that I just won when I got that person to buy that $3 item because then they into my email sequences in the back end and I do more storytelling. big on storytelling. Uh, Storytelling, connection pieces, all of these things, massive value. And ultimately, I literally tell them in my first email, here's what's going to happen. You're going to feel because i'm going to give you all of these gifts by day so i'm encouraging people to and then i tell them in that email and i'm going to sell you something on this like on i tell them straight away i'm going to sell you something right does it always work no but i i'm telling them i'm being forthright and so what i'm doing is guiding people too because i have something to say i know less that I can help people. So when you have, and I want to go back to a comment that you made, like people feel weird about selling, you feel weird about selling because you're making it about you. But what if I told you, like, like Jay Abraham says, you have a moral responsibility to help someone when you know you can. So I stopped making it about me and I make make it about who I am. That sounds woo woo kumbaya, but legitimately, that's how I feel. Like if, There's that suffering in the world. These women that I help, they're struggling. They're like, why isn't this working? And people laugh at me. They think it's a hobby, and I can't, I can't convince my partner that legitimate. They're going through all that noise in their head, and all they want is help about me. So I always say, like, you should be making offers consistently, time. Cause it's your moral responsibility. So when I switched and and, and, I, it, and I had that that big like shift in my thinking, everything changed. And hell yeah, like, like you're gonna be making sales all the time, and just make it fun. Because if you're making it slimy shady, what are you going to attract from that worldview? Instead of looking at it from like, look at all these people I'm helping. Because I get my little pings on Stripe, ping ping, like three dollars, and I celebrate the three dollars sale just as much as a five thousand dollars all matter and so that's like so kind of just to kind of recap it's about understanding that customer journey and it starts with the podcast right and then they opt in and then they might buy the three dollar ebook and then they go into my whole cycle and then after they buy from me I'm like awesome that's not over this is where I have to continue the conversation what else can I help you with how can I like surprise and delight and doing all these things. And that's how you run a business that is really robust. And it all starts with making those offers. If you're not making offers is what I would tell my clients all the time. (laughs) So.
0: Well, and I want to hone in too. Like you celebrate those $3 purchases where some people be like, not worth my time, but you know, your long-term value of a client. Like you mentioned, I know when I get them, when I can get them, when they start with me in the process, I know what that means from a long-term scale, which a lot of people don't know. They're looking Mm -hmm. at that short term. I need, you know, I need them to listen to a podcast episode and buy a $7,000 product. Well, that's not going to work, right? You've got to do that journey. So I love that you do it. So I really want to jump jump in there because you mentioned you don't love. social media. So Mm -hmm. how are you promoting your podcast now? And what have you found
1: to work really well? So I am really big on hiring for where I lack. So I'm a great quick start. I'm really awesome at ideation and strategy, but I'm not like a detail person. And social media is just not my jam. Like I can tell you. In conference or. Awesome. And I'm like, I would never think to pull up. I I just don't think about it in that moment. It's so ridiculous. So I do have somebody who, who promotes the podcast that I have. So Charlotte, uh, my team, I basically, she understands like the brand voice. voice. She understands my branding, like color palettes, what I would say, the vernacular use things I'm known for. So she's got it nailed down and she's the one that's promoting, but she interestingly enough says, that you do a story like the the engagement goes up and i'm like okay i'm working, working toward, toward that you know? it's just something that i recognize is it's a deficiency for me i'm just it's just not an automatic thing for me to post what, what I'm, I'm doing today. and hey what's going on it's just it's not something i do so i hired out for that bit so that's how we promoted and people do come and check out the the podcast when because I have a social media plan in place. I'm just not the one that's doing it.
0: Are you your biggest driver for the podcast, or are you doing anything else outside of social to drive traffic to it?
1: Certainly, my email list and our posting platforms are like on LinkedIn. So I do mm-hmm. I have pretty good connections on LinkedIn, and that, that helps tremendously. Instagram and Facebook. That's it. We tried Pinterest and. Um, I had hired and this and that, just go anywhere. And I think I I don't have a proper strategy over on Pinterest, but I hear awesome things, people having really uh, great impact on Pinterest that drive to the podcast. So I don't know. It has not been a success for me personally.
0: Okay. One question I always love to ask too is when
1: you started
0: positioning, your positioning to profit podcast, and you had a strategy, right? You're 104 episodes in. Has the strategy you started with changed? And if so, how?
1: Yes, as a matter of fact, the podcast that I started originally, it had a different name and then I was like, I'm gonna focus on positioning to profit all in. So I changed it around episode 27 and why I like positioning to profit is I totally fell on this, but I'm actually getting leads when somebody does a search for positioning, like the audiobook on Audible, my podcast comes up. So it was an SEO play without me even realizing, which is a huge, awesome. I know, it's so awesome. So the famous positioning book by Al Reese and Jack Trout, people will search on it all the time because it's so then again, like it's in the. you should also know, blah, blah, blah. That shows my podcast. I had no idea that it was doing that. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Like these random flux of hits. And it was because of that. So if you can put an SEO keyword in your podcast, that's going to do really well. I totally landed on that one by complete happenstance. So that has helped tremendously.
0: Awesome! Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I never even. Thank God for Audible and Amazon. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't like Amazon, but I couldn't live life without it. And it yeah, you got to well <laughs> too. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, Patty, this has been awesome. I love you know. We talked to so. Or I talked to so many different people where it's like some are just beginning, some still aren't quite sure how to measure. And I love the thought process you've put into this. And I, I hope. Uh, somebody's listening to this, going, "Okay, this makes so much sense." And it takes time too. Like, yeah. how long have you been working through your process, just to give somebody an idea? It wasn't. It wasn't yesterday you started this.
1: I quit my job January second of twenty thirteen, so I can get my big fat bonus, and then I ventured out and, and I get a lot, lot of trial and error. I always say that being an entrepreneur is the greatest roller coaster ride ever. It's so. <laughs> Never go back. I know too much, and I don't mean that out of arrogance. I know what it's like to, decide, to be able to own your time. That's what I mean by I know too much. So, if in it, just stay it, stay for the long haul, and understand that this is all a matter of speaking and verifying. And if you understand that, one of the biggest gifts i got was from a guy that i heard and he's like okay because i was freaking out like i think this working and just going into my self-pity a while back and i remember this guy who was in a in a group that i was in and he said listen i'm going to run five campaigns for traffic i'm going to burn through like thirty thousand dollars in ads and i know that four of them are completely gonna bomb but if I can hone in and make one work, 20%, then I know I've won the game. I was like, holy cow, that completely flipped the script on my thinking that when you put your thing out there, it doesn't land. Or podcasting is not out of the gate, you're going to get all these leads. No, it, it is a platform, it's a vehicle that you have to develop. And Most people will try a podcast and end at episode 15, 15 or 20. You need to go in and under and like make the first marker 100 episodes right? And so if you just have the eye and the prize, it's a marathon. It's a longer term play. Quick thing, but you're building an asset. And that's what's so exciting.
0: Yeah, I love it. My husband always asked me how I have like how I can take such great pictures of like the kids or the dogs or whatever. and I'm like, because I take a hundred pictures. <laughs> There's yes, one good so one in there. Good. Like That's yes. all it is. It's like, I take a hundred picture. Like I'm just snapping and just trying to find that moment. And then you go through and, and figure it out. So it's so true. So if somebody wanted to find out more about you, work on their positioning, which they probably should, or listen to positioning to profit, where is the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah. I tried to buy up all the domains, domains on, on the word. So if you go to expert it'll go directly to my website so positioningexpert.com next to my site if you want to check out the podcast podcast and you go to positioningpodcast.com it'll go right to my podcast and you know just start there (laughs) nice
0: work on the seo there or the (laughs) domains So of course, all that'll be on our notes page over at com too. Patty, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been, I, I mean, I learned a lot, a lot of stuff I wanna implement. So I really appreciate you taking the time today. And this has been awesome. I, I can't thank you enough.
1: Thank you, Erin, such a pleasure. Right. And I love what you're doing, it's so important. And you're such an advocate for podcasting. I completely agree, podcasting is so much fun. And so I appreciate you and all you're doing. Awesome, well, thank you again, Patty.